0: Hello everyone and thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener like I state on every episode, it is greatly appreciated. Thank you as always for clicking, for spinning, for sharing. It means the absolute world. Thank you once again. Michael Fassbender returns to the big screen in David Fincher's latest thriller, The Killer, based on the French graphic novel series of the same name, written by Alexis Matz-Nolant and illustrated by Luc Jacquemin. Now I have to hand it to David Fincher because. Because I've always been a fan of his work, like many, many others. There was a time where I would have said he was my favourite director alongside Spielberg. I've always loved his vision and the themes presented within each tale displayed on screen. And as we know, he can certainly adapt novels very, very well into big cinematic spectacles. It's rare that you'll hear anyone dismiss Fight Club as being an excellent movie. I loved what he did with Girl with the Dragon Tattoo as well. And there's a huge love too for Gone Girl. For me though... I certainly need to watch Gone Girl again as I wasn't overly impressed on first viewing and the same goes for the social network and that's where I kind of just started to drift away from just keeping tabs on his work whereas before anytime he'd announce his next project I was like hell yes here we go. Which is why coming away from seeing The Killer I am beyond happy to say that it's a really great addition to his filmography and it's pretty much really a fire within for fincher for me now the killer sits at around two hours and i hardly moved in my seat for the majority of it it really did deliver from the score which again is executed to perfection from trent Reznor and atticus ross i lent over to my wife as soon as it came up on the opening credits that Reznor and ross scored the film and i was like yes this is going to be ace regardless and it certainly was i instantly downloaded the score on departure and i'm looking forward to listen to that again, whilst I uh, yeah, whilst I work remotely or wherever. But in addition to the score, the direction, which of course was class, the cinematography as well was beautiful. But the main standout was the brilliant performance from its lead, Michael Fassbender. I think this could be my favourite performance from him that I've seen. Maybe not as good as Inglorious Bastards, perhaps. But I think yeah, this this certainly gives a real run for the money. Now we will of course go into more about that performance and the film as a whole in this episode and once again, thank you so much for clicking. It is available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts as to rss.com. If you jump onto Facebook and to all the socials including Instagram, if you search Joe Blogs About Films on there give us a like and a follow, that would be awesome. If too, wherever you listen to this podcast from hit the notification button Be notified when the episodes are uploaded alongside the social media content. But finally, leave us a review. Hit those five stars, four stars, whatever stars on Spotify, etc. That would be awesome. A killer for hire lives his life in the shadows. When a job goes wrong, he is forced to take revenge on his employer's one by one. Now let's get straight to it. Michael Fassbender, lord oh lord, he was top-notch in this film. From this dry, husky, clear voice to the sheer stillness and calmness of his performance as this character, it was all big green ticks. The film uses voiceovers for narration as well as inner monologues, which might not work for everyone. However, I really thought it was excellently effective and gave a great insight into his character and his beliefs, and actions. Him being a hitman is almost like religious in a way. He lives by a set of rules or mantra or whatever that he does set for himself, most of which is just a case of sticking to his plan and to not bring emotion or empathy into it, or that he needs to have, you know, things like his heart rate below 60 beats or whatever for a clean and clear shot at the target. All of this is just off the top of my head, but that's how good it was with these voiceovers. I learnt, we learnt in the audience everything we need to know about this character. I've obviously mentioned the score is impeccable as well, once again, from Reznor and Ross, but... I really liked the touch that Fassbender character was listening to the Smiths throughout the film. The way the audio would cut from playing out loud for the audience and then it'd cut back to Fassbender, you know, doing his business or whatever. Whilst the music was playing in his earphones, it'd ring out tinnily. And it was a really great touch. And the lyrics as well, I I felt from the Smith tracks, they worked brilliantly towards what you were watching also. It almost at times was a nice breather from the silence that possesses the film. All to very, very good effect, mind. Now, the first 20 minutes of this film... Are stupendous. It's intense, it keeps you hooked. You sit and watch as he waits for the opportunity. You can cut the tension with a knife. You know, he's doing yoga every day, he rests and wakes at specific times. He is focused on the job at hand. There was also a fantastic shot here as well, where the camera was like behind Fassbender, who is center frame. He's in this apartment block that's been like renovated. It's basically a work site, this and that. But he's staring out of this big open window, looking at this gorgeous building in france it's stuff like that where i can't help but smile and the film does have a lot of these stunning sequences establishing shots in particular are excellently framed whether that be a sweeping shot or a tracking shot it all looked absolutely stellar but back to fassbender like he is the star of this show. Literally the film only focuses on him and his mission. We get the odd characters that we see through him basically, but it's never we never leave him, you know what I mean everything that you need for this film, it comes through Fastbender. You know what should be a straightforward hit for this character and the skill set that he possesses ends up going wrong and thus a chain of events unfold which see him taking down the people set out on him. Things do get personal, but it's not like john wick levels i mean you could you could say that in places the film feels very john wick but it's a more stylish noir john wick and that's not a dig at mr wick at all i'm just trying to find the right words to compare it's not like oh yeah someone kills his dog and then he goes off on the rampage it's just just really slick and stylish is the killer it's like i say a bit more of a I'm more of an artsy John Wick if that again, I'd, everything I say in comparison to John Wick is, is all praise because John Wick is excellent but it's just that there were times when you do feel that. Also you obviously get pockets of the other work that Finch has done as well but I just like those kind of comparisons and similarities and what I did think was great about this revenge story uh, within the killer not just seeing Fastbender obviously display excellent skills of fighting, you know, or cleaning up after him and showcasing a bunch of different passports and IDs with different names. What I liked the most was that this character would always say to never bring emotion into it etc yet here he is for about an hour and a half of the film chasing and hunting down people that have wronged him you know emotion has creeped into this situation there's a sense of irony in there where he knows almost that emotion is now involved and at times it can and is impacting his performance or capabilities as a hitman. It's a great creative choice to have this included in the story for a character so professional and so patient, just doing what he does best, to then trot, you know, hunting down the people on a more personal level. Really, really stellar. There's some great moments where, to emphasise this kind of loss of control, Fincher would use handheld camera work and follow Fassbender when he's running to give off that shaky cam effect. It really puts you in that headspace for those brief seconds where he is almost losing control not being as cool calm and collected as we see throughout the rest of the film and the film breaks itself up into chapters too which is including the prelogue and the epilogue which I always worry about this when a film does it because it can slow the film right down pacing wise there's nothing worse when you're watching a film and then it pops up saying chapter two and you're like what we're only on chapter two that's it I remember feeling that exact way when I watch Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, but the killer need not worry because the pacing ticks along very nicely. I don't think anything is as impactful or as suspenseful as those opening 20 minutes or so, but there is much to be entranced with within its two-hour runtime, whether that just be Fassbender's Hawaiian-looking shirts that he wears, like the wardrobe, was excellent as well for this film. And the film as well has a great sequence where Fassbender does take down, like, a brute, um, which, with the use of limited lighting, Fincher creates a really fascinating fight sequence inside this brute's apartment. I was thinking how effective it was that the violence wasn't always in your face. Like, we know, you know, if Fincher wants to go hard... He certainly will do when it comes to violence. His previous work, there's been some really horrifying moments in there, but the killer doesn't get to like the street levels of Fight Club or like the bedroom scene from Gone Girl. And I thought that it worked really well for this film. Whether the violence will be grand or small, I just think Fincher always nails it right, and this fight sequence was another standout due to the level being met perfectly. Tilda Swinton, as well as in this film, she's got a small part, but she's part of the clan that essentially have wronged and hurt Fassbender's killer, and she gets a brilliant scene between she and Fassbender in a restaurant. I really enjoyed this monologue about the bear that she was talking about. It's really, really great, and again, you're like hanging off every word that she's saying. And it's always fascinating in sequences like this, where someone knows, like I say in this case Tilda Swinton, she knows that she doesn't have long left, like essentially their last meal, you know, and it's a case of using the time wisely. Because at the end of the day, Fassbender's killer is a pro. I've mentioned that there's a constant mantra of don't bring empathy into it etc that he does hark on and on and that is evident and present for all of this film characters that you think might not get killed do get killed It's, it's just as simple as that for him you know what i mean like i just thought that it was very interesting seeing someone who's such a perfectionist and professional be sent on this real personal journey that contradicts everything that he stands for it really really was a great watch and a great trip to the cinema it's been a while since i've come away really really impressed with, like, this kind of film, you know, because it could have easily, you know, been a slog or whatever, but I was so gripped... From the start to finish, I was very, very impressed with it. And again, like I say, it's one of my favourite performances from Fastbender. So out of ten, I think the killer is a very strong eight. Like it keeps going up in my like it could even go further up than that, you know, on on rewatch or whatever, because it is going to be hitting Netflix in November. But like last night I left, I thought it was a 7.5. And then the more I think about it and the more imagery and sequences that keep like replaying in my head. I'm like, you know what? This is a very, very good watch, and one that I will definitely be recommending to people to check out but if you have seen the killer already i would love to know what you thought of it as well is this one of your favorite david fincher films i think it's gone straight in there i've not seen the last couple like i say just drifted away from david fincher's work but i certainly want to be checking out and re-watching sorry more of uh, yeah more of those classics that he's got because he's got a great great filmography but thank you as always for checking out the podcast i really do appreciate it i'll be back as soon as i possibly can with more film reviews revisits this and that Hope you had a lovely, spooky Halloween. Until the next episode, take care.